Welcome to the Celebration Church Orlando podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Wow. Wow, that video was amazing. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank you for joining us this morning. This is Mother's Day. It's a day to be excited. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my mother. I'm thankful for the mothers out there who have done so much. That video captured so much in it uh, that a mom is, comes in all forms. And so it could be a birth mother, a spiritual mother, adoptive mother, a grandmother. Any grandmothers out there? Yes! <laughs> Where am I? I'm a grandmother. Um, yes, all the grandmothers out there. We have sisters and aunts, you know, mentors, neighbors that all play a special part in mothering our community you know a lot of times we define moms you know they they help develop they nurture they help uh, their children grow they pour into they love on you know and that that takes a lot because you know a lot of times you go through a lot of things and those things are hard they're not always easy but the joy that we have on our faces when we're pouring into the lives of others means so much. So I just wanna give a special shout out to all the mothers in here. Thank you, thank you for what you do day in, day out. You're not always thanked. Um, in those moments when it's hard, people don't see the grind and when you're crying in your room or when it gets tough and you're praying in silence, but I'm telling you, thank you for what you do. The Lord sees it, he sees all. Well, I'm so glad you guys are here. Um, I'm beyond excited to have an opportunity to share what God has placed on my heart. Can we just um, welcome the online audience? They're watching with us. We've, we're so glad that they're worshiping online and that you guys have decided to worship in person with us. And so today, if, don't forget to make sure you reach out to all the women you're inspired by, the ones that have empowered you. Text them, give them a phone call, give them a hug and let them know that you love them and how much they mean to you. Amen. Well, we have been in a series, if you haven't been with us or you have been with us, we've been in a series called God the Spirit. And this is where we are learning about, you know, that the Holy Spirit is not weird, it's not mystical. And when you give your life over to Christ, you have equal access to the Holy Spirit. And what we know about uh, the Holy Spirit is that um, it's, it's hard to do life without someone guiding us. Sometimes we're, we're led by the things that we wanna do, right? And uh, we're thankful for the Holy Spirit who continues to guide us day in and day out if we allow him. And so look at my computer, it's uh, frozen, you guys. Um, but anyway, as uh, we go along in this series, I just want you to dig in today. I want you to dig in and see what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you today. Um, don't focus on what happened before you came through these doors. Don't focus on the things that you have going after service. Truly focus on what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us today because he is the one that truly leads us on the right path. And so I know it's difficult. It's difficult to experience um, the things that we resist. We can't experience love if we resist it. We can't experience true growth if we resist it. And what I believe 
is that if we want to experience the fullest of God and all that he has for us, then we cannot resist the Holy Spirit and what he has to say in our lives. If you have your Bibles, please turn to me, uh, turn to Romans 8, Romans 8. And if you don't have your Bible with you, we got the Bible in the sky. Um, <laughs> this is where we, uh, the Apostle Paul, you know, he has written this letter to the Church of Rome. And in this, uh, he, he talks, it's one of his longest books that he has written. It's systematic, it's a, his most reasoned letter. And what we know about this is there are many themes that are weaved throughout the book of Romans. Some of the themes that Paul addresses is like faith and righteousness and justification and salvation. And so in, the, in Romans period, you know, they, in Romans 8 specifically, it talks about the Holy Spirit about 20 times. Wow, why would, why would that be mentioned about 20 times? And what I've come to know is that when there's repetition in the Bible, when there's patterns and themes that are weaved throughout the text that we're reading, that God wants to draw something to us. He wants to reveal something personally to us. And so I know we have our checklist. Oh, I did my Devo today. Check mark. I did this today. If you have extra time in your day, an extra five minutes, look through the text and see if there's patterns. Lord, what do you want to speak to me today? Because oftentimes we miss it because we have the checklist and we're moving on to the next thing. Amen? Okay, in Romans 8.14, Romans 8.14, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And today I just want to spend some time to talk to you about an aspect of your spiritual life, of being spirit-led. And I entitled this message, How Did I Get Here? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love. We thank you for leading us. Speak to our hearts like never before. Give us vision, clarity, strength, and wisdom. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. By the show of hands, listen, you guys. I have lived in many different states. Um, you know, I was born in the state that I lived in, and then I lived in three other cities from that. And so by the show of hands, is anybody an Orlando native? Oh, my goodness. We do have some Orlando natives in here. Okay. So one of the things that I have learned from moving to different cities, I come from a small city. I come from the city of Delaware. We're close to Philadelphia. So we never tell people Philadelphia because no one knows <laughs> on this earth where Delaware is. It is a smaller state. Um, you can get to the other side of town in seven minutes. <laughs> and so everything about it is small. And so one of the things uh, for our honeymoon, my husband and I, we love, we, we came here for our honeymoon about 20 years ago. I'm dating myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just love big cities. I love everything about it. The roads are wider, like all the different things, right? And um, one of the things that I had to learn was, man, it's hard to navigate around this city. And at the time we didn't have smartphones, so guess what we had to do? We had to go to Google and print out the maps. <laughs> Anybody know about that? Printing out the maps and actually having to find them. 
Any directionally challenged people in here, I'm gonna raise my hand right now. <laughs> I get lost with the directions. So, <laughs> Keith and I, um, we, we printed out the directions. We had a de destination that we had to go to. We were going to like the Walmart, because we came in town, he came for his interview, got the job, and we are like, okay, let's find the local Walmart. Let's just get a couple things, a couple toiletries. And um, so we had to put in the starting point and we had to put the destination in. And would you believe it or not, we missed our turn. And there's the, the map can't tell you how to get back. I mean, you have to look at the crossroads, you have to look at the different streets to get you back on track to where you need to go. Now fast forward, we have smartphones. Oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit was thinking about me. <laughs> Specifically for me and my directionally challenged sisters in here. Um, and so what, what I love about the smart maps is that you can put in your directions, where you're going, where you're starting from, and guess what? They tell you, hey, there's a hazard in the road, there's a car stopped on the side of the road. Shout out to my people that's um, on the side of the road, because I always pray for you. Just know that. When your car is broke down and you're on the side of the road, I'm praying for you. And so, um, what I have learned is that they tell you the different hazards and things that are coming up if there's an accident, it's going to detour you. It's gonna tell you about the hazards to avoid. It's gonna get you onto the most direct route so that it doesn't take you longer to get to the destination where you're supposed to go. And so what I've learned is it, even though you know where you're going, it doesn't mean that you still don't need the map. You know why? Because yesterday and the week before, you may have not had any accidents or any hazard, hazards to look at, but today is a day when you need to be directed to another route. And so even when I know where I'm going, I don't know what's coming. Even though I don't know where I'm going, it doesn't still mean that I don't need direction. Let me say it this way. Even though I don't know where I'm going, God may have a different route for me today. Even if I know this is the best route that I need to go to, there may be another route that's gonna get us there quicker, right? And in our lives, do we, want those de do we want detours that are gonna take us longer to get to our destination? Are we gonna stay to the things that, oh, this is the right way? Or are we gonna take the Holy Spirit and say, hey, which way should I go today? I don't wanna take the longest, direct, direct, the longest route to get to where you have me going. And so I believe in this journey called life, there's gonna be so many destinations and we're gonna have the best route to take. But if we don't consult the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, we may not be able to avoid the hazards that are gonna be coming our way. And so we wanna get around that, right? No one likes to go the long route. Imagine if you're in traffic, especially on I-4, <laughs> which is our nightmare road, right? You know, you go on I-4 and you're like, oh my gosh, this is really, really backed up. And you know what? Sometimes the map will have you go that way because it is the quickest route. And so unless we are um, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we will not know which is the best route to take. And so many times we want to, I believe we wrestle with this, which is we want to be led um, by the Spirit, but other times we're being led by our flesh. And our flesh often wants to, this makes logical sense. This, is, this makes logical, logical sense to go this way. But that may not be the way that the Holy Spirit is taking you today. And so in Proverbs 16 and 9, it says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. 
And then opposite of that, it says in Proverbs 14 and 12, there is a path before each and every person that seems right, but it ends in death. Other interpretation says it ends in destruction. It doesn't mean literal death. It could be chaos and all these other things that you, you thought this way was the right way, but did you consult the Holy Spirit? And so I've learned that being led implies that you're being led by the will of another. Not your own will, but the will of another. So shepherds will lead their sheep to the pasture, right? We have um, guards who leave the prisoners to their cells or whatever the destinations they need to go. Imagine if children didn't have their elementary teacher to lead them to their classrooms or to the cafeteria or whatever place that they needed to go and they had to figure it out on their own. I love the scripture in Psalms 23 where it says, God leads me by the still waters. This is a place of rest for us. So it is, being, being led can be by many things, but we truly wanna be led by the Holy Spirit. And there's so many scriptures that talk about that. Um, and what we know is that it's important to remember that having a plan and being spirit-led is not in opposition with one another. They're not in opposition with one another. In fact, I believe you can develop your plans as long as your plans dwell in the spirit. Being spirit-led isn't living a life absent of direction, order, or strategy. We can have our plans, you guys. We can have that, but it, and we can have those things, direction, order, and all that kind of stuff, but being spirit-led isn't necessarily being impulsive, unpredictable, we don't want to be impulsive, because guess what happens when we're impulsive? We make mistakes. We're being led by our spirit. We're, we're, we're being led by the things that we think is logical. Being spirit-led is about being sensitive and obedient. We don't like that word, because even as we teach our children obedience, guess what the first word is? It's no. <laughs> no is the word. We're like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. That doesn't feel comfortable. It's not fun, you know, but... As a parent, we, we, we want to lead and guide our children. And that means you can live a life of order, strategy, and intentionality as long as you're being sensitive to where God is leading you. And so a lot of times, I know for myself, like sometimes I, I can feel like, man, that's so hard. I don't want to go that direction, Lord. It's very hard. You know, th this week, I'm I just having an honest moment. I, I was struggling. I feel like... Um, I was doing this message and I feel like I was hitting walls and all that kind of stuff. And I feel, like the, I feel like every time I step up here to do a message prior to that, I feel like the enemy fights me tooth and nail, like kicks me, puts up walls. I can't think, I can't do all these things. And I, I literally was like, I'm not doing this. I was like, I quit, I'm not doing this. Don't ever ask me to do this. I know my husband's like, she is so crazy. What is going on with her? But I truly was um, being led by uh, my flesh in that moment. And it wasn't that um, I could have truly surrendered that to the Lord. I could have truly said, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. Play, pray with me. But my first reaction was, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be obedient to what you're saying. And a lot of times he brings us to places that are not the most comfortable for us, but it's for us to step out and truly trust the Holy Spirit that he knows what he's doing. And so a lot of times he wants us in that space of humility, that place of relying on him and not that person that's coming out so confident 
to the point that it crosses over into a place of not, not being humble, you know? And so I, I, I recognized where that was at and I said, Lord, okay, the next time that you, I feel this way, I'll be sure to follow these steps, which is to lead, to what you, lead me to where you're calling me to. And when I feel uncomfortable, surround myself with brothers and sisters in this room that can lift me up, to can hold up my arms when I get tired because the goal is not to quit. Sometimes the Lord wants to show us and the Holy Spirit wants to show us along the way, man, I'm showing you strength. I'm showing you growth. He, there's principles that I would miss if I was going to quit on what the Holy Spirit was leading me to do. Amen? Amen. You can clap for that. And so uh, being led by the Spirit is about calling and not comfort. You know, a lot of times, um, one of the scriptures that uh, I really, really love, it's in Matthew 4 and 1, when Jesus is led up into the wilderness. And he's, he's, he's going to be tempted by the devil. You know, and prior to that is when he got baptized and the Lord said to him, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And a dove descended on him which represents the Holy Spirit. And this was a moment where Jesus could have went out there and was like, you know what? I am the one. I'm the one they've been talking about for years. The sinner was coming, and I'm going to save the world. He could have done that. That was not what the Holy Spirit wanted him to do. You know what the Holy Spirit said? You're going to the wilderness. You're going to the wilderness today. I'm going, I'm taking you there because there's some things I want to be shown through, in and through you by going in the wilderness. I don't know if I would have had that response. I'd have been like, wait a minute. You called me. I saw this from the day that I was born that you called me to do this. Why now? Why do I have to take this step? And he was tempted. He was tempted 40 days, 40 days hungry. Hey, the devil's saying, hey, turn that, turn these stones into bread. Listen, I know on the fast if someone says something about ice cream, I'm like, I'm submitting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I keep thinking about ice cream. I'm going to do it. No, there were so many things that he tried to tempt him with. And Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. He used the word of God. He used what was in him, what the Lord, what the Holy Spirit put in him, he used to fight against the temptations of the devil. And so... When they led him to be tested, I'm like, why did you lead him to be tested? I believe that we'll never know someone's or something's capacity until it's tested. When we get on rides, any ride, you know, any people in here who, who are roller coaster fans, I am. <laughs> I will get on the fastest coaster. Don't put me on anything that spins, but I'll get on the highest one, the fastest one, the steepest drop. I will do that. Anything that spins. Uh, I, I don't think I'll do well with that, but um, we won't get on a ride if the ride's not tested. Would you get on a ride that wasn't tested? A doctor. Man, we have so many doctors out there. Would I go to a doctor who has not gone to school, that means that he had to learn some things along the way, and then he has to take a test to see if he's competent enough, right? We would not go to him for that. And so what I'm, in, in my life, I'm just saying, like, I want something that's going to be tested. And so that's who Jesus was. It, it showed him grit. It showed him who, 
to rely on the Holy Spirit, to rely on his word. It showed him all these things. And so God will allow us to be tested in order to reveal our capacity, to expose our weaknesses, to develop us, to grow us. And so one of the things that I had learned like <laughs> about calling and not comfort was, I've shared this before, but I think it's so relevant because all of us have passions. All of us have desires to, you know, do certain things that we feel passionate about, right? And so many years ago, I felt like God has showed me, man, this is what you're going to be doing in the future, right? And each role that I was in, man, that wasn't working. I didn't see that. I didn't see like, man, am I going to get a chance to do that? Am I going to, am I going to do that thing? Am I going to not do it, you know? And so I struggle with it sometimes. And then sometimes I was like, okay, I'm going to be content. You know, if I was supposed to be in that, that role, then God would have given me that role, you know? So I would go back and forth with that. And so at the time in our, uh, in our job, there was a reorganization uh, structure that was done and everybody were being placed in the roles that they felt passionate about or, or, you know, the gifts that people saw in them, they started getting those roles. I didn't get a conversation about that. And so I was like, well, why didn't they ask me? You know, and after everybody was placed in their roles, it was like, oh my gosh, do you see your future in this? What are you are dreaming for this? I was like, actually, I felt like my season was up like a year ago. <laughs> I was like, but I didn't say anything because I didn't want you to think that, man, uh, I'm trying to climb ladders or do anything like that. I didn't, I didn't want them to think that because I'm never a person who likes to, oh, I'm going to do these 10 things just to get in this place and I'm going to rub noses and elbows with this person to get a position. The thing that I had to learn was like, okay, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And then if an opportunity presents itself, then you can say that. And so I was like, I thought my season was up and she's like, okay, I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to let you know like what we have left. And I prayed about some specifics that I wanted when that person came back with the specifics, but the job didn't look like that. The job didn't look like the calling that I felt like God had for me, but the words that were used by the Holy Spirit to come back to me, what I used, and I did not talk to anyone about it. I was like, okay, that's confirmation. That's confirmation. I used those exact words, and you came back to me as like, this role doesn't do this, this, and this, and you won't have to bring your work home, and that was the words I used to the Lord. So I knew I had to take that. My flesh was saying, that's not the role for me. The Spirit was saying, but this is what you desired. And I had the choice in the moment to either say, man, am I going to be humble and take this role? Would people feel like I'm going to have a demotion if I take this role? And let me tell you guys, this role was one of the best jobs I ever had. Let me tell you, I pastor people like never before. The role I had, it, like the position, it had the highest um, return, like rates as far as like things not being dropped and all that kind of stuff. I saved somebody from committing suicide. Let me tell you something. You don't, you never know what the Lord has for you. You think it looks this way and it may look differently. So I'm just telling you, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And even if it doesn't make sense, even if it doesn't make sense, do what the Lord is calling you to do because you don't know what you're being prepared for. Amen. And so with that, I, I learned that I felt like God was telling me at the moment that just because you're uh, not comfortable doesn't mean I didn't lead you here. I was so busy focusing on my comfort level that I didn't see what God was doing in and through me. 
and that is why I'm here today, you guys. I would not be standing here if I didn't take the proper steps. I was trying to jump to what he showed me. I was trying to jump to the place where I'm like, you called me here, I wanna get there the quickest route. But no, the Lord took me the slow route because there was principles, there was growth, there was maturity that I needed to learn along the way, amen? And so, as we know, I talked already about being spirit-led is, is about calling, not comfort. But being spirit-led is about purpose, not preference. It's about purpose, not preference. In Matthew 26 and 39, we're going further down into the text where we're talking, <clears throat> where Jesus, uh, he fell down and he prayed. He said, my father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. And yet, not as my will, but your will be done. I just imagine, man, you had this purpose and this calling. You're doing all these wonderful things. You're receiving criticism along the way. And even at the end, your purpose and your destiny at the end is telling you, hey, you have to go and you have to die for the sins of the world. And sitting there in humanity, because he was in our body, he, he had flesh, he felt cold and heat just like we do. He said, I don't know if I'm ready to die, but if you want me to die for the sins of the world, I'll do it. I'll do it today. And so what I know is that he was uncomfortable, but yet he still submitted his spirit. He still submitted to the Holy Spirit and said, you know what, nevertheless, not my will, but you, your will be done. I believe the Holy Spirit will lead us in moments that will require us to surrender our preference for a greater purpose. A lot of times, all my parents know, like, you sacrifice for a greater purpose. At nighttime, you have to get up in the middle of the night when there's fevers and rock the baby. You get less hours of sleep. I just remember the sacrifice we made for the <laughs> Daenerys and um, Keith Jr., who's not here. Um, but we had one car, y'all. That one car ministry is a lot. It's a, it's a lot to deal with. We had the one car ministry, and let me tell you, going from game to game, and they weren't on the side, same sides of town. We had, had to wake up work. We had to leave one parent. One parent would miss one game. And it was very difficult. But a lot of times, we don't see why the sacrifice, the sacrifice in those moments. We don't see the sacrifice that goes behind the scenes and why we're doing it. But it gave them a sense of purpose. It gave them a sense of community. It gave them uh, different disciplines and stuff that they learned along the way. And sometimes the sacrifice is greater for the greater purpose of what God has for us. It's not our preference all the time to sacrifice our time. But you know what? It's what God is calling us to do. And so my point of being a mature, my point is part of being a mature follower of Christ is recognizing moments when you have to surrender your preference for your purpose. Not my will, but your will be done, Jesus. Our preference would be to stay home. Our preference would be to sit back and be able to spend time with our TV or our children or watch TV instead of going on different parts of the sides of town and having to raise funds for your kids. That would be our preference, but it was for a greater purpose in them that God used us for that. And so my third last point is being spirit-led is about destination, not direction. It's about destination, not direction. In Exodus 13, 17 through 18, it says, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them along the road to, land, to the land of the Philistines, even though it was nearby, for God said, the people will change their minds and return to Egypt if they face war. 
So he led the people around toward the Red Sea along the road of the wilderness. And the Israelites left the land of Egypt in battle formation. The Israelites have been in bondage for 400 years. Oh my goodness, they saw the per- they, they, they saw the land that they were supposed to go to. This is going to be the land of milk and honey. That's baller land. That means, oh my goodness, this is like heaven on earth. And yet, in those moments, they, they, somewhere along the way, there was not trust. They lost their trust in the Holy Spirit. The one who led them out had them escape. They, they lost trust somewhere along the way. And so... They ended up wandering 40 years because of their disobedience and their lack of trust. The text says that they could have taken a direct route, but the Holy Spirit led them in a different way. Because you know what? They didn't trust. They didn't believe. They didn't, they didn't believe they were going to see that land. Some, most of them didn't make it. Have you ever felt like the destination you are um, supposed to go to is being de- detoured? It's been detoured for some reason. I don't know why I keep going in these circles or going around and around. It's inconvenient. It's frustrating. It doesn't feel good. It makes us hurt. But being spirit-led is knowing that there are times where God is going to reroute you for your survival. Sometimes he wants to protect you. And we don't even know what he's protecting us from. We don't see it. We want to know it. But that's where trust and faith comes in. And so, being, like I said, being spirit-led is going to be one of those places. The band can come up. Being spirit-led is one of those places that allows you to fully trust in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit loves us. He wants the best for us. He doesn't want us to be harmed. He has a plan for us. That's what the Bible says. And so, we may not go the most direct route but allow the Holy Spirit to direct you to the route that you need to go. When you ask yourself, how did I get here? Was I led by the Holy Spirit or was I led by the flesh? Ask yourself that question. Am I being led by my flesh? This feels comfortable to me. I don't want to walk through the uncomfortable moments. This really hurts. Are you you going to be led by the the spirit God I don't know what this looks like but I trust you anyway says have faith of a mustard seed how big is that very small you don't need a lot for God to do so much more the questions I ask is when you're being led is there peace it may not be comfortable but there will be peace. Number two, is there a provision? It may be out of your reach, but sometimes, somehow, it's in your grasp. And the last question I would ask is, is there power? Is it beyond your strength, but somehow things are still moving? Perhaps you're in here today and you're saying, God, I've been on this, this route for a very long time. Allow me to decrease so that you can increase in my life. Allow me to trust you so I can get to the destination that you have for me. Along this journey, are you developing patience in me? Do I need more patience? 
Do I need more growth, more, more maturity, more of you so that you can get me to where you actually are calling me to go? In this spot right now, Holy Spirit, I need to be content with where you have me. What are you teaching me in this moment? How can I rely solely on you and not based on how I feel? And just because it's comfortable doesn't mean that God is not in it. It doesn't mean that. He said, his word says he'll never leave or forsake you. That means he's with you to the very end. Your assignment's not done. You're going to get to the destination that he has for you. But will you trust? Close, bow your heads and close your eyes for me for a second. Ask yourself the question I posed earlier. Are you being led by your spirit? Are you being led by the flesh? Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you daily. No matter what it is, no, how, no matter how simple we think our problem is or how big it is, lead me, Holy Spirit. And if it's, your, if it's your first time and you don't know the Lord, I just want you to submit by raising your hand. You want to know the Lord more. You want to be, you want to know him more. You just want to follow in his footsteps and not your own ways. Amen. Amen. I want you to repeat this after me. And everyone else, can you help in joining me um, saying this also, this prayer with the people who raise their hands. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. And it's because of that belief, I am saved. Fill me with your spirit and order every single step. It's in Jesus' name. For, for those of you who haven't trusted in the Holy Spirit or you want to be better in doing that in every aspect of your life, can you raise your hand? I want to pray for you. Amen. Even if you don't raise your hand, I'm praying for you. Because guess what? The Holy Spirit wants to, to guide you in the right ways. He, was on, he wants to make sure you get to your destination. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for every single person that has raised their hand. I pray that you order their steps like never before. I pray that your word is unveiled to them and that when you're speaking in your text, you'll reveal yourself. Give them the strength, the patience, and the grace and the faith to trust you, to order every single step and every decision that they make. Cover them, Lord. Speak to their hearts like never before. Give them clarity when you speak to them. And I know that you will get them on the right path. It's in your name that we pray. It's in your name that we trust. It's in your name that we obey. So I thank you for what you're going to do in advance, Jesus, in the lives of your people. Amen. 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 Well, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, moms. Happy Mother's Day. We're going to go into a time of worship with the band. And I just pray that you give God your all. These next couple of moments, just take the time to give Jesus your all. Amen.
Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you heard today. If you'd like more content,